Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hey, amiga, welcome to this bonus episode of The Fearless Mujer. Hey, I'm really excited. I have an awesome mujer on the podcast today. Her name is Nadine Steckline, and she is a higher education professional who has been working in public sector for nearly two decades. She has worked for city, state, and federal governments. Nadine serves as the chair of the College Place Diversity, Inclusion, and Advisory Board. She is an amazing woman, and I can't wait for you to hear all about who she is and how she is helping her community and really using her voice as a Latina. And so I know that you are going to love this episode. Please make sure that you share it with your amigas, because like I always say, something powerful happens when we lift each other up. Hey girl, I'm Micaela, a mother, wife, Jesus follower, podcaster, empowerment coach, and a Chicana who loves her cafecito. I'm on a mission to empower each mujer to give herself permission to be the woman God created her to be. Because just like you, I wear many hats. Girl, I see you trying to take care of everyone else. But on this podcast, I invite you to grab your cafecito or glass of wine. Sit back, relax, because I'm going to mentor you and teach you how to stop being afraid of becoming the woman you know you were meant to be. So you ready? All right, girl, let's do this. Thank you so much for being here, Nadine. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank Um, you. Yeah. Yeah, so Nadine became part of the Fearless Mujer community, and then she joined the book club, and we just kind of became friends. I I just make people my friends, so. <laughs> um, but Nadine, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, uh, just anything that, you know, really so guests can know who you are? Yeah, so my name is Nadine Steckline, and I'm a first-generation um, college student and also first generation in my familia. Um, my dad is Mexican and my mom is Puerto Rican. So I call myself Mexican. <laughs> um, I've been in public service for my whole career. So I've been in like working in city jobs and now I work in higher education. I'm a wife, a daughter, a sister, and a dog mom. And I currently live in the Walla Walla Valley in the state of Washington in a town called College Place. Very cool. I love it. So one thing that when we met, I remember you saying that you wanted to be president ever since you were little. Um, And I think that's when you shared that you were like into politics and stuff. And I thought it was so cool because, you know, for me, I love I love to see Latinas just using their voice in different arenas. And so, and I think that a lot of Latinas could agree with this. When we always, wherever we are, we kind of look for like, where are we at? Where are we being represented? So 
I just love that about you. And so can you just tell us a little bit more about why you chose to get involved with politics? Um, I kind of said a little bit of what you told me, but I'll give you the microphone. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. So early on, I wanted to be part of politics because in kindergarten, my teacher was teaching us about the voting system. And I put a little star next to the, you know, the person I wanted to be president. And I came home and my mom let me know that Bob Dole did not win. And I was just so sad and upset. And I didn't really understand what that meant. And my mom and dad kind of tried to help me and told me who the president is. They said the president is, you know, the commander in chief of the free world. But they said it in a kindergarten way, you know, they, they make life better for people. They make really important decisions so that people live better lives and um, in our in our country. And I thought that was the greatest job you could have was to influence so many people. Um, I've always wanted to make a difference in my community, in my familia, um, wherever I am. I just always I'm, I'm game to like make things better. And so I feel like politics gets underrated, you know, well, Nothing gets done in politics. And I think the opposite. I think that if you make it work, if you if you collaborate and get the right people in the right places, you can make a difference for people. I love that. I love that you you're because right now, let's be honest, right? It's kind of like politics is just a bad word. <laughs> like <laughs> yes. if I could be honest, it's you yes, know, of course. Once you go there, people start talking about their views and it turns into a fight. And it almost seems like there's a lot. Well, not seems like there is a lot of division, friends fighting with each other. And it's just becoming something that's very negative. And so I really love your your point of view that you're there to make a difference. Right. And so the fact that you do want to help and make a difference. And to me, I look at you as a role model. So we, I feel like we don't have enough of that, you know, and, and for, you know, little girls that are growing up in this generation to see somebody who is like them, who looks like them, who talks like them, who is educated, it really is a powerful thing. And so I love that you just shared that about wanting to make a difference in your family and in the community, because I think that personally, we are here for this time, right, to influence and inspire the next generation of of women. So what can you tell us about really using our voices as Latinas? Yeah, I'm really excited that you asked that question. Um, For me, it's about getting educated myself and knowing the topics and, um, and then passing that knowledge on to my family. And not, you know, you did talk about the polarization we have um, right now. I would agree that it's very tangible. You can feel it everywhere you go when you say that word, right? Um, one of the things that, you know, I love that you talk about the lies we tell ourselves, right? And one of the lies we tell ourselves about politicians is that politicians can't be honest. They can't be kind. They can't be passionate. Um, Those are lies. You know, I really, I am pretty honest and I am, I see myself as kind and, you know, empathic. And I think that a lot of times we want people 
in those really important roles to be that, but we say, oh no, they won't, they won't be able to make it. Right. And just thinking, well, why, why do you, why do you think that way? Um, well, cause you know, people aren't in that position, aren't doing those things. Well, get to know people who are, that's what I do. My mayor of my, um, my college place, my town is Latina. And when I found that out, she was the first Latina in the history of our city um, wow. since its existence. I said, I can do that. I can do that. Right. And I remember telling, and this is a little bit of a side tangent, but um, I went to a conference for uh, Latinas in politics in LA and I saw Dolores Huerta. I met Dolores Huerta. Wow. And if you don't know who she is, she worked alongside with Cesar Chavez, right? And she was amazing. She did a lot of the hard work um, for farm workers and their rights. And I was so excited to tell her that I want to be president of the United States. <laughs> and I did. And you know what she told me? She said, Mija, I'm sad I'm not going to be there when, you, when you're president. Because she's <laughs> a little bit older. And she goes, but she, she, sm- she had the biggest smile in the world because she did not, she just met me. But she knew that, you know, someone like me could do it. Um, and so when we use our voices, we, you know, educate ourselves on the issues, but also educate ourselves on the resources. Like, where can I find out where my local polling place is or when are ballots due? Um, and one, one thing that I really like is my family. We have all kinds of political affiliations, but we send each other like the text message, like, don't forget to vote, you know, voting (laughs) is important. And sometimes we tell each other who to vote for and other times we don't, we just kind of have that, you know, make it a part of your routine. Um, when you go to dinner, you know, talk about like what's coming up next or what kind of research you want to do so that you make sure that when you vote, you have the right information, your sources are good, right? Um, your sources aren't, you know, all, um, you know, hearsay or things like that. I think that's a big issue in our yeah. right now. So that's what I would think for Latinas and uh, to use their voices is to educate themselves and help others educate your, your little sister, educate your dad, educate your mom. I know I do that. I they, love they text that. Me and they call me and they're like, yeah, I don't know what to do with the water. You know, who do I vote for the water district? And I said, mom, you, you know, you got to read what, who, who they are and what they are, what they stand for. So, yeah. That's so important because I think that, you know, a lot of times in families, especially Hispanic or Latino families, Mm -hmm. you vote based on who your dad is voting for. I mean, like, let's be honest, you know, and so I think I think it's so important. Like, I always think vote based on your conviction. And like you said, do your research, right? Don't just listen to the media. Don't just listen to what your cousin said, who thinks they know everything. You know what I mean? So (laughs) I just love that you shared that. And also I just, another thing that I love about you is that, cause I do think you're kind, right? Like when Mm -hmm. we started getting to know each other during book club, which it it was really a a moment of sharing of our hearts. Right. And so the women that got to be a part of that, you really get to know people that way. Um, And so I love that you want to make a difference, but I also love that you're saying surround yourself with the people who are making a difference, you know, ask questions, find the resources. Mm -hmm. And also you touched on the lies, right? 
we tell ourselves that we can't do something because of whatever, or maybe there's other women who are listening and they're like, I always was drawn to politics, but well, I come from this place or my Mm -hmm. family isn't known, like no one's going to vote for me. And those are lies that we tell ourselves, you know, we tell ourselves things that aren't even true. Like, how do you know if you can actually Mm -hmm. make it if you don't try? Right. Um, But, but also I love that you said um, you saw your mayor and she's Latina and you're like, I can do it. And so that says a lot about when we are in those places how we influence other people. And so I, in my eyes, you are definitely an influential woman. Um, So I definitely love that. Uh, Is there, is there anything else that you maybe want to touch on just maybe sharing your heart or some advice for the woman out there who's listening, who's like, I always kind of was drawn to this, but people thought it was like silly, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I think um, a lot of times I got that, you know, growing up, I was like, you can't be president, you're a woman. And I'm like, that's not in the rules. You know, a lot of times I would be told by, by um, guys, you know, in middle school and high school, and you have to do your research and say, nope, that's not part of the rules. I can be I can do that. Um, One of the other misconceptions is that you have to be well off or rich to run. And I used to honestly believe that I used to be like oh I can't win because so-and-so spent x amount of money on things well that's not necessarily true um and and there's numbers and data that that tell you that but you being um who you are and knocking on doors and telling people who you are that wins races and that's exactly what I'm going to be doing later today I'm going to (laughs) be knocking on doors and I'm going to be um telling people why they should vote for me and so if that sounds appealing to you, if you like, I, I like talking about myself, but um, <laughs> hey, that's a <laughs> way. I know, right? Um, I, you know, I like talking about myself and how I can make the place, this college place, a better place for everyone. Um, if those things sound good to you, then that's the right fit for you. You know, um, a lot of people don't know, but city council is not in the day-to-day operations. So you're not every day in an office telling people how to run the city. No, you're the big picture. You're the vision. You work with, you know, other people who have accounting degrees and economic development degrees. And so if those things scare you, which, you know, to be honest, they kind of did. I had to take a step back and really learn what that position does. And that position seeks counsel or um, gets advice from professionals. And they look to you as a um, a community member, as somebody who lives, has a house in, in the town. What does that mean to you? And how would how would I like to see those things done? Um, how do my neighbors want to see those things, right? And so if you like, you know, gathering information from people and, and, and kind of voicing that opinion or that belief, that's what, that's the right fit for you is being part of your city council. That's so cool. Um, yeah, and I think you mentioned this, but using other folks as resources. So don't be afraid to, you know, ask your local city council or other folks, um, how did you run and, you know, what is it like being part of the city council? What are some successes? What are some challenges? And then writing those down, I write down everything. 
<laughs> and and really thinking about is that what I want to you know do is it is it something that's right for me and you know I did that and said yeah it is right for me because I already um I consider myself a servant leader I I succeed when those um who I'm serving succeed right and so I've been on a couple of uh boards and um um, international service clubs and things like that in my community to make a difference on a smaller scale. And now I feel like it's that time to move on up. So I would, my other advice would be get involved in your community. You know, is there a youth program you can help with is, can you coach the local soccer team? Can you volunteer for after school programs? And then once you see how that is beneficial to your community, you're going to want to do more and you're going to want to uh, give back in a in a in a broader sense. So that's what worked for me, and I I would give that advice to others interested. That's amazing advice. You know, really knowing what's going on in your community. I I want to touch a little on servant leadership, but before that, can you tell us more about like your campaign and your position, and what are your goals for for what you want to do? <laughs> Um, yeah, this is great practice for me. Um, so my goals are, one of them includes providing servant leadership. Um, so as I said, I'm I'm part of the community in different areas. Um, I get involved and I, I want input from folks and make sure that they succeed. The other, um, I have three things. So the second one is to promote smart economic growth. So I want folks who want to start new businesses to have the resources they need right? To come to the city and say, I need help with this. How do I get a new permit or easy steps? How do I market my my business? Um, so I want to help with that. And then the last thing is, is something that's really important is developing strong infrastructure. So in my city, um, only 30% of our city has sidewalks. Wow. So if you are um, a person who utilizes a wheelchair, or if you're a mama that, you know, has a stroller, you're, you're mostly walking in the street. Um, oh. And it's kind of, it is dangerous. Um, and I kind of took this on as something that I want to provide more accessibility to folks um, by seeking out grants and working, you know, the city works with the federal government and the state government to get funding for this infrastructure. And I think that that needs to be our priority in our, in our town. Wow. That's amazing. I love, like when you talk about making a difference, (laughs) that's really making a difference. And I can hear your heart of being a servant leader. Like you want to make things better. So I really believe as a woman of faith that, you know, God has drawn you there Mm -hmm. because that's how he uses us to make a difference in the lives of people and make this world better. And so I just love that. And I know that you and I had talked last time and we were talking about servant leadership, weren't we? Yeah. So, so yeah, let's kind of just before we wrap up, if that's okay with you, just yeah. If you want to dive into that a little bit and just kind of tell me why, like, because I love servant leadership, like I'm so passionate about it. It's something that when I was in business school, um, mm-hmm. I learned about servant leadership. So everything that I see, I see it from that perspective, because I think that 
when you when you come from a place of serving others, you're gonna have more influence versus yeah. trying to manipulate or be aggressive with people. Um, and I'm not saying like don't have authority because I think that we all have authority in in a lot of ways in more than one way. But I just servant leadership is something that I am so passionate about. So let's talk about that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I took, I have my master's in public administration and we did focus on servant leadership and, you know, our faith is also part of it because Jesus was a servant leader. Yeah. And I remember reading a book and it had a similar title, like Jesus is a servant leader. And I'm, what is, you know, what does that mean? And I remember reading that book and really taking to heart the examples, Mm -hmm. right? That the, you know, the folks who followed Jesus, he cared about them and um, providing service to them. And that's how he was a leader. He wasn't like dictating what needed to be done, right? Um, I really think that we learn from those we serve when we ask, you know, open questions or we provide ways for them to give you feedback, right? And we're not just assuming that the leader knows all the things. We need to really take it down a step and and say, well, what do others in this community um, need and how do they think it should be provided, right? And so I, the other part of servant leadership too that I like is the like the modeling the example, right? So I'm not just going to talk the talk. I'm going to walk the walk, right? I'm going to be that person asking questions and not making assumptions. I'm not just going to uh, pretend I know everything. Um, so those are the, the things that stick out to me in servant leadership when it comes to um, city government. Yeah. I love that because I think that we live in a time where people just think you're supposed to know everything, but you don't, right? You know, I always think like we are always evolving and we're learning more. The more we experience and the more we dig into books and education, we're always, we're never going to stop learning. So, you know, one of the things that I love about servant leadership is that you get to care about other people. You get to authentically care and you get to show up authentically. Like this is who I am. And I think, you know, since you mentioned Jesus, I think that he really cared for others. And to me, he captivated the hearts of the people. And that's that's where you can truly influence others. When you can captivate their heart, it really is something that's so powerful. And it's more powerful than, like you said, dictating what people should do. Like, yeah, you could probably get things done and people will do things. But when you are a servant leader, people want to help you. People want to stand behind you. And I think that especially like for someone like you, that you want to serve your community, man, you, you need people to get behind you. And so I have no doubt that that's going to happen because you are a very kind person um, and you're a strong person. And so I love, I love that you have both of those qualities. Um, I haven't known you very long, but I have gotten to know you a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm so glad that anytime I hear servant leadership, my heart just kind of like, I want to talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. You you know, you know a lot about it. I'm really, I've learned some pieces from you too, Micaela. So I appreciate us going deeper into that. 
Oh yeah. Thank you. No, I just, you know, I went to, I went to business school for almost four years and because it was a Christian school, like that's mm-hmm. what you learn. You learn a different perspective when it comes to leadership and, you know, I've really been, it's been on my heart so much to kind of teach this to women, but also show them because we were talking about lies earlier, right? How many women are believing lies? Women that are so strong and smart and they're believing lies that, well, I can't do whatever fill in the blank, because Mm -hmm. like you said, I don't come from money. My parents aren't educated, whatever it is, right? The lies are endless. And so I want to share this platform with women just like you who can be an example and be a role model. And I really just believe that when Latinas come together, it it really creates such a transformation, but we can also be the women that little girls, right? Teens, little girls are looking at us instead of, you know, celebrities who like Mm -hmm. are kind of living in a fantasy world, if I could say it that way. So just real women, you know, that I think it's important that we use our voice, but anyway, we're going to wrap up anything else you want to (laughs) share. Um, no, I'm just excited that I got the chance to talk to you. And I think that you demonstrate servant leadership, Mikaela, in all the platforms that you use. So I wanted to say thank you for that. Um, I really do appreciate it. And it's, you know, you uh, bringing the voices of other women onto this podcast that has helped me come out of my own shell, too. Well, thank you. I That means a lot to me. Um Hey guys. Oh, before we wrap up, where can people find you if they want to connect with you? Um, they can find me on Instagram at essentially.nadine. Okay, cool. I'll add your link in the show notes. So I highly recommend that you go follow her. And if you're in the area that she lives in, go help her out. Like I would go yes. help you, but I don't <laughs> live by you. <laughs> anyway, uh, make sure to share this episode with your friends, with your amigas, with your besties, uh, because something powerful happens when we lift each other up. Thank you so much.